Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. So, Dean, what do you have on tap for us today? Well, Len, it's nice to see you. And like I said a few weeks ago, I'd like to say a good IPA, but the politics are taking uh, center stage for everything we do these days. Uh, So I think it's important to point out the degree of enforcement with respect to fair lending laws uh, by regulators. Well, when you mention politics, reaching for an IPA may be appropriate. But let's get back to your topic. With the change upon us for CRA and the resurrection of the CFPB, I think this is a great topic to discuss today. Yeah, you are correct. Uh, Last year, I spoke of the uptick in fair lending enforcement, and that was only the beginning. Uh, In October of 2021, the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that the Department of Justice will be joining forces with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the OCC, local U.S. attorneys, and state attorneys general to pursue fair lending violations by banks with a particular focus on redlining. Um, and that, that is the, uh, the failure to lend in minority communities based on race or national origin. Wow. As Yogi Berra once say, said, it's deja vu all over again. <laughs> if, <laughs> if that doesn't get your attention, I'm not sure what would. Let's hear what you yeah. have to say, Dean. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. I, it, absolutely. It certainly should uh, snap people to attention in a hurry. But um, they actually stated the following in the press conference. And, and I'm, I'm going to quote here for a moment. But uh, lending discrimination runs counter uh, to fundamental promises of our economic system. When people are denied credit simply because of their race or national origin, their ability to share in our nation's prosperity is all but eliminated. Today, we're committing ourselves to addressing modern-day redlining by making far more robust use of our fair lending authorities. We will spare no resource to ensure that federal fair lending laws are vigorously enforced and that financial institutions provide equal opportunity for every American to obtain credit. You know, and, th- and that, that's a pretty significant statement. And then underscoring the importance of this issue, the Biden administration, uh, uh, the press release announcing the program added, again, quote, the new initiative represents the department's most aggressive and coordinated enforcement effort to address redlining, which is prohibited by the Fair Housing Act and Equal Credit Opportunity Act which we, again, all degree, uh, agree with. And, and, and yes, redlining can uh, and has been a problem in the past. Um, and to ensure that the DOJ's message was absolutely clear, the Assistant Attorney General for the Civil Rights Division, Kirsten Clark, noted that the initiative should send a strong message to banks and lenders that we will hold them accountable as we work to combat discriminatory race in national origin-based lending practices. And again, you know, here's a tone. And all you got to do is, is read the tone itself. And you can, you, 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 you can, it gives you a peek inside what the, what's happening with respect to enforcement. 
Well, Dean, those are certainly some very bold statements. I know that we're starting to see more aggressive enforcement of uh, the fair lending laws, particularly redlining. In your experience, have you seen an uptick in violations or enforcement actions by any of the agencies? Yeah, and that's a superior question, Len. I'm glad you asked. Uh, While I have seen an uptick in enforcement overall, as we all have pretty much over the last uh, couple of years under this administration, uh, we haven't seen many violations. In fact, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau released trending data in April of uh, last year that shows the number of enforcement actions from 2012 to 2020 actually declined from a high at one point in 2012 of 17 to just two in 2020. In addition to that, the data shows a sharp decline in the number of financial institutions that were actually cited for ECOA violations from 271 in 2014 to just 81 in 2020. So while the data shows institutions doing a pretty good job with fair lending, the enforcement tone remains elevated. So it's imperative that financial institutions conduct ongoing monitoring for fair lending and have periodic independent testing done to ensure our monitoring efforts are in fact effective. Now, I did leave out of here, of course, we're talking about uh, equal credit opportunity violations and civil money penalties. Of course, uh, redlining falls under the Fair Housing Act requirements. But again, there has been a sharp decline uh, in trending numbers. Um, Our current data analysis uh, in comparable file reviews that we do with you all the time uh, at, at GeoDataVision, um, identify red flags, and it, and it puts that burden on the financial institution to tell the story or ensure that mitigating factors are fully supported within your file documentation. The data analysis itself is a form of monitoring uh, that institutions should be doing on a regular basis, and it's very, very important but the analysis will not help you scope for the problems that the financial institution needs to consider fixing. It will not fix or give you the why behind the problem. So it's very important to document files sufficiently when the data shows those red flags. That's great advice, Dean. Uh, And as you pointed out, I know that our two companies have collaborated on many fair lending projects. And you are correct that documentation is absolutely critical for any red flags identified within the analysis. Are there any expected changes coming with any of the regulations that make up fair lending, such as ECOA, FHA, CRA, or HMDA? Yeah, another great question, Len, and and, and nothing as of yet, but there is an effort underway to recodify the discriminatory effect standard under the Fair Housing Act. Um, And that's in addition to, as you know, something that's... uh, very near and dear to your heart, and you've talked about on on, on numerous pods, podcasts that we've done, um, and that is the CRA regulations that uh, at least I expect that we'll see uh, perhaps sometime in 2022. And you know, and, and, and just to to add to that, you know, most people don't necessarily think of CRA uh, from a fair lending perspective or Humda for that matter. Um, but those again, they're two utilities, two laws that uh, certainly help us identify. Uh, discrimination and discriminatory type trends. Yeah, you're right on spot, Dean. I'm glad you mentioned CRA, as many people do forget how CRA does dovetail into fair lending by ensuring that banks help meet the credit needs of their entire communities, including the low and moderate income neighborhoods, consistent, of course, with safe and sound operations. Yeah, that's right. Again, we often don't think of CRA or HMDA for that matter when discussing fair lending, but these laws are extremely important for assisting banks in identifying 
uh, fair lending risks. So certainly don't downplay and make sure you're paying attention to them. Well, you certainly have raised some very important issues today, uh, Dean. Are there any departing comments or takeaways that you want to share with our audience before the session's done? Yeah, I mean, I think the easiest thing is to say, do not wait for the regulators before you decide to address fair lending risk. It is absolutely imperative that you have a detailed risk assessment, uh, monitoring is in place, and that you have some level of independent testing over that process. Keep in mind that fair lending is all about identifying those red flags so that we then can ensure ourselves that we address uh, all of those red flags in advance of any type of an exam uh, that, that, that will be performed. Well, Dean, you've touched again upon some great information and important topics today, and I'm certain our audience has found it helpful. We too hope that you all enjoy today's podcast. This is Len Suzio from GeoDataVision. And this is Dean Stockford from M&M Consulting saying thank you for listening to today's topic. Please let us know of any topics you'd like to hear in future podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and Geodata Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.